when the new Jerusalem shall come down, and there shall be a transformation of this world as we know it. That's the hope, and that's the gospel, the good news that we have for men and women that are looking to the Lord Jesus. But the world will cost you your soul's salvation and send you to hell if you do not repent of the world. You cannot serve God and mammon. And it is either holiness through Christ's righteousness or eternal woe if you die in your sins. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Gallagher, and it's always a privilege to bring the message of the gospel to you. I trust that you will stay with us right through the program. We have our main message, A Bad Deal. The Lord Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? There's no profit in that. That would be a disaster. And yet multitudes in this world are pursuing the riches, the pleasures, the fame of this world at any cost, to the cost of their health, cost of their friendship, family, marriage at times, and it is foolish. The Lord Jesus warned against it. It's a bad deal. And then at the end of the program, we'll have another message from Ezekiel where God promises to save from the guttermost. Did you know that God calls idolatry harlotry? Just as a a wife leaves the love of her husband to go after other lovers, those who were called to worship God and turn to idols, God looks upon them as harlots. They have turned away from God from his mercy, and from his love. And it is disloyalty. We'll look at that today. We have a hymn as well, and I trust that you will be encouraged in the Lord. That is our heart's desire as we let the Bible speak day by day on this station. I trust that you'll pray for us, stand with us, let us know you're listening, and I trust you will be encouraged today through this message on Mark 836 a bad deal. Stay tuned as we let the Bible speak. Bad deal to follow the world because the world cannot satisfy. To keep it short, to really satisfy, you have to have the whole world. The Lord said, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world? And that's the only thing that would possibly satisfy, the whole world. And your lot in life is no good unless God gives you a spirit of contentment in this world, which the worldly man will never have. And while your heart lusts more and more after the world for more and more of the world, and when you see others prosper, then you can't enjoy your lot in life. 
it steals your joy. You may travel and see vast fields and farms and estates, and they only depress you because you can't have them. They're not yours. There are countries and continents so vast that you can only get smaller and smaller as you explore them. And to have a heart of lust for the world, it only grieves you. It said of Alexander the Great, when he was in his 30s, and it conquered as much land as he knew, that he fell down and wept because there was nothing more to conquer. And that can happen to you tonight. Like the miser who cannot get enough money and cannot bring himself to spend it, he is the proverbial miser. And then he dies leaving his money behind. He just cannot gain the whole world. And those who do gain some extra portion of this world, they are only burdened by them. The Lord warned of the thief that will break in, the rust that will corrode, and the uh, various ways that you can lose any amount of your possession. Paul said, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. A millionaire today, a pauper tomorrow. That's the fear of anyone that has a little portion of this world. Be not high-minded, we are told. Promotion in this world's riches, I can liken it to a man who's carrying two buckets, and then he tries to carry three. And oh, he was doing so well, but his greed called him to carry an extra bucket, and he ends up stumbling and burdened. That's the man of the world, and that's the way of misery that will never satisfy. And so to enjoy life with peace of mind and heart, riches will not do it. No matter how much of this world you may gain, soul satisfaction comes from totally different sources. I have to preach to you tonight because we're called to preach the gospel. I'm to t call you to turn down a bad deal, but I want to interest you tonight in the real deal, Calvary, and what our Lord Jesus accomplished on that cross at great cost by paying what the world can never purchase with all its silver and all its gold, because we are redeemed not by those things, but by the blood of Christ. That's how we're saved. And what a wonderful thing that this redemption is paid in full, and you are called to accept the offering and to enter into a new relationship with the living God. It brings peace to your soul. Calvary brings peace. As we think on that theme, there are so many portions, so many passages in the Bible that we can turn to and enjoy of. And we were once strangers, but now we're made nigh by the blood of Christ and have this peace with God. The other source of contentment for any soul is to have your name written in the book of life. That's real peace. That's real joy. The world cannot do that for you. The world cannot give you eternal life. What is it worth to have your name 
your ID inscribed in that eternal book called the Lamb's Book of Life. Another source is the power of prayer. And through our Lord Jesus, God's gift, through His blood, you by faith have a way of access into the very throne room of God. You have fellowship with God through Christ in prayer. Money can't buy you that. The world and all its titillating offers and seals pitches of pleasure can never lead you into sweet communion with the Lord of glory. To have the Lord Jesus pray in your name before the Father. That's what it says here, that whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. But if we confess his name, he will confess us before the Father. And so we have this wonderful fellowship with God. And finally tonight, it's a bad deal to buy the world because the world will cost you your soul. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? From these words of the Lord, we note that your soul is the most precious thing that you own. It is worth more than the whole world, more than silver and gold. And no matter what you gain in this life, your soul is worth more, for it is eternal. And the Lord spoke here of losing your soul. Now, he obviously meant more than losing bodily life. We all face the reality that these bodies are going to give up, and we will be led in the earth. These bodies are time-based. We were made from the dust, and we shall return to the dust. But we also have a soul that will live on and on for all eternity. Now, several translations have referred to this losing of life as to forfeit your life. I don't like that way of translating this. I think that this our Bible using losing your soul is closer to the reality of what our Lord was saying, that we lose our soul in hell for all eternity. The Lord Jesus taught of the rich man who fared sumptuously every day, and he died, he opened his eyes in torment. He was in hell. Hebrews 12 speaks of the Spirit's of just men made perfect, and they are in heaven. They're with God. Revelation 6 speaks of souls in heaven that were willing to give up the world in persecution. And I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Now, when will all of this matter? Look at verse 38, the end of the verse the end of the chapter, when he cometh in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. The world is going to be burned up by fire. There will be a new world. It will be refurbished, a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And Christians are living for that new world and that new heaven. When the new Jerusalem shall come down, and there shall be a transformation of this world as we know it. 
That's the hope, and that's the gospel, the good news that we have for men and women that are looking to the Lord Jesus. But the world will cost you your soul's salvation and send you to hell if you do not repent of the world. You cannot serve God and mammon. And it is either holiness through Christ's righteousness or eternal woe if you die in your sins. Now, remember that this world is at enmity with God. It's at war with God. And the whirling who is caught up in the spirit, in the values, buys into the deal of this world, is at war with God. And on that judgment day, there will be an announcement, depart from me, ye cursed, I never knew you. That will be a horrible day and a horrible announcement concerning your soul. Now, respecting the gospel of Christ and waiting until you are beyond mercy, that's when you're lost. You're lost. Proverbs 11.4 says, Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. And on that day, money will buy nothing. The world's values will be empty, and you will be lost. Now, tomorrow, Monday morning is coming, and many are going to go headlong into a bad deal of living for the world. What are you going to do? Are you going to take heed to this warning of the Lord Jesus? And the Lord calls you to leave the world behind. The Lord said to Peter, Lovest thou me more than these? Now, he could have been referring to the other disciples. Do you love me more than these other disciples? But it's possible that he was referring to the boats, to the way of life that he once knew, to this world. How are you going to answer that question? And you have to decide between the world and salvation through surrendering your all to the Lord. Now, to have Christ is to be truly rich, and he will save you, and he will keep you. And I assure you that every Christian here today will agree with me that that is a great deal, to have all the riches of Christ freely bestowed upon you in all fullness to fit you for heaven. That's a great deal. That's the way to go. And it's the way of the gospel, the good news that Jesus saves. And it's all of grace without money, without price. And God won't have it any other way. What will you then do tonight? You have a decision to make. Maybe you have professed the Lord in the past. Maybe you have followed the Lord and served Him in many ways. But recently, the power of the world has gripped you. Its fangs have closed in upon you. I read of a shrine. I believe it's in Italy. It's now in a museum. A shrine of a, a virgin, probably of Mary. And when the person approaches, unsuspectingly, the daggers come around and they entangle the victim. And they are caught in these deceptive arms of the adulterous woman. The world is seeking to entangle you and take you into its hold. And you need to say no. And you need to completely, totally 
dedicate your heart and life to the Lord. Will you do that tonight? Young person, young mother or father, one of the subtle temptations of the enemy for parents is I want something better for my children. I don't want my children to have to bear the reproach of the gospel of the cross. I want to make it easy for them. And in doing so, you compromise with the world. You allow things that you would never do for yourself. And in that way, the world gets a grip on our children. As parents, you need to answer this question. What shall it profit a man? Look at your child. Look at your son or your daughter. You want them to have the best education. You want them to make friends. You want them to advance in this world. But look at them. Let this question come to your mind. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That tells me there's no way back. There's no way back. It's vital that you are saved, that your children are saved, and that they know the Lord. Will you rededicate yourself tonight to personal fellowship, partnership with the living Christ and turn to him with all your heart and say no to the world in all its lusts. Let's unite in prayer in closing tonight. Our God and Father, we thank thee for this word from our Lord Jesus. We thank thee for the warning. We thank thee for the instruction. And we thank thee for the mercy that we receive when we leave the world and turn to the Lord. And I pray, dear God, that thou wilt be pleased to wash away the sins of the world and loosen its grip from hearts and set your people free that each and every one will set themselves to take up the cross, to deny self, and to follow thee with all their hearts all their days. We ask for thy Holy Spirit to fill us and to fit us and use us in thy kingdom. Bless this congregation. Bless coming up to this Christmas season. May family visits, may friendships flourish, but may it not be at the cost of the gospel, but rather be opportunities to show forth that we have taken up that cross to follow thee. And so dismiss us now with thy blessing. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with the Lord's people now and evermore. Amen.
You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church. And this is Pastor Ian Golliher calling all Canadians back to the Bible. In every city in Canada, and most likely in every small town too, there are red light districts, places where John's troll to find a prostitute. The sex trade is almost open business in our land, on the streets, through brothels, and dating sites on social media. This scarlet sin of women selling their bodies for sex is widespread, and everyone knows it's wrong, shameful, and horrible in society. Yet many turn a blind eye. But be assured that God sees, and God will judge. In Ezekiel chapter 16, one of the longest chapters in the Bible, God exposes the idolatry of Israel and calls his people harlots. And God goes one step further by likening the idolaters of Israel to an adulteress, as a wife who is married to her loving husband, but seeks other lovers. God said in verse 32, But as a wife that committeth adultery, which taketh strangers instead of her husband. This is treachery. This is perverse. To leave a husband's love to seek other lovers is the lowest of the low. And this is how God sees men and women who turn away from him, their true husband's love to worship idols and the world. God had taken Israel into covenant as his people. They were his own peculiar people. His name was put upon them, Israel, which means prince with God. God took them out of the world, out of Egypt, on the Passover night, when the angel of death saw the blood upon the doors and passed them by. God took them as his witnesses forever. He made a covenant of grace with them. He gave them laws to keep, and he gave them Levitical worship to glorify him. He made them a priestly people through the tabernacle and the temple. They were given a land to live and enjoy serving the Lord only but they became treacherous as an adulterous woman seeking other lovers. Ezekiel was to berate them as an unfaithful, proud, as Sodom, acting like heathen Amorites and Philistines. For this grievous and repeated sin against God, we might think there would be no hope, no way back to fellowship again. Yet, what we find at the close of this long chapter Listing Israel's spiritual harlotry, God reminds sinful Israel of his covenant mercy. Let me read verse 60. Nevertheless, I will remember my covenant with thee in the days of thy youth, and I will establish unto thee an everlasting covenant. So God saw their sin. He rebuked Israel for the evil of their idolatries, but he also showed great mercy. He reminded them of his covenant mercies. So in Canada today, we can preach the gospel to the very worst of sinners, telling them of God's pardoning grace, if they will only repent and turn from their evil ways. God's mercy is for all who are ashamed of their ways. Here, verse 61, Then shalt thou remember thy ways to be ashamed. This is heart sorrow over sin. This is the root of repentance that causes sinners to turn away from their sins. And all is possible 
because our God is a pardoning God. Hear what Micah said in chapter 7, verse 18. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. This is what we need to tell all Canadians. God will have mercy on the very worst of sinners, even prostitutes, homosexuals, adulterers, alcoholics, and drug addicts, with all the sins that attend these terrible addictions. God will save. Parents and grandparents take hope. That son or daughter is not beyond the mercy of God. Pray on. Believe the gospel and plead God's grace for their souls. This is the hope of this nation. Without a pardoning God, we would have no hope. But God will always remember his covenant mercy and will always save his people to set them apart from the world, sanctifying them in heart to live for his glory. So we keep on preaching the gospel of Christ as the Savior of sinners who saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 187 Avenue, Surrey, at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. On our website you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons and our gospel booklet called A New Beginning. There you can find a link to our Sunday services that are broadcast online. For all this information, please go to our website at Cloverdale fpc.ca. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of his precious word. 
We also meet for Bible study and prayer at 7.30pm every Wednesday evening. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day from September to June at 9.30am. You can contact us using our office number which is 604-576-1091. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor.cloverdale.com fpc at gmail.com Again, for all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will lead you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation. And this is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today and be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5am and 5pm and on Sundays at 9.30am on this station for our full or church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of His Word.